0: Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast, once described on Reddit as not annoying. So we got that going for us. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this daily show. Uh, thrilled to be getting closer to the season with you. Uh, you're prepping your bets. You're trying to figure out what you're going to hammer down uh, going into the year, your best bets in week one, all of that. And you are going to want in this gambling week for the podcast, to check out Sportsline Day over at CBS Sports. As you will see all day long on this Wednesday, August 28th, uh, Sportsline experts are on CBS Sports HQ. You can hear them on... Or... CBS Sports, a 24-7 podcast, including our own RJ White joining us in just a second. And you can find exclusive Sportsline content on CBSSports.com and multiple CBS platforms, including Facebook pages and Twitter accounts. All you have to do if you want to sign up for Sportsline and get DFS lineups from Mike McClure, who's going to be on the podcast tomorrow. He's earned $2 million in DFS. Uh, you can also get NFL picks from a computer model that went 30-15 and 15 on its top-rated NFL plays last year, including 20-8 and 8 against the spread. Um if you follow their A-rated plays since Sportsline launched, you'd be up seven grand. Model also crushes college football. into the season up four thousand five hundred thirty bucks on top rated college football plays against the spread. And RJ White uh, has been destroying the super contest for as long as many of you have been alive. Go to sportsline.com slash join and use the promo code Trophy to get your first month for one dollar, nine ninety-nine a month. Recurring afterwards. RJ White. In the house, back from Vegas. RJ, what's going on, buddy?
1: Not much. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, I did realize that I'm wearing the exact same shirt that I was wearing yesterday when we were podcasting with Brady. So Debo's probably thinks I'm a dirtbag, but that's fine. I, uh, I had my draft, my, my local draft last night, um, on Monday, got a little, uh, you know, we had some domestic beers and, and so I'm a little, I'm a little tired today, but I'm going to go see, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm thrilled to talk uh, this evening at the Alamo Draft House, and I'm thrilled to talk about best bets and your trip to Vegas with you.
1: I'm thrilled too. You know, I, I was surprised that Reddit called you not annoying. I think that's the highest privilege somebody has paid you so far. So, congratulations on that.
0: Well, so um, the uh, there was like a threat. Like I did that Colts. I did like a Colts tweet. Like told the fans to grow up over the season ticket things, and somebody put it on Reddit. It was like you know, whenever you put a tweet on Reddit, it's like Brinson, call or like. Brinson bracket da 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 da, da. and um, I yeah I'm a narcissist so I dove in the comments to see if they were ripping me for it and there was like some one guy was like Brinson's a clown he's a troll uh, and then another guy uh, said I believe let's see what did he say he said uh, Will Brinson he hosts the Pick Six podcast the Daily NFL Pod it's decent uh so not, not not annoying they get off track sometimes and can get a bit annoying but they do know their bleep so hey I'll take it uh, a bit annoying uh decent and I know my bleep. That's pretty good, right? Sure, sure. Why not?
1: I say you know your bleep all the time.
0: <laughs> you don't know bleep from Princeton. All right, let's get it. This is I'm, I'm proving the the tangent part right. A uh, couple of news and notes. We'll get to um, Tom Pellicero, Right around three o'clock, as we were recording this, tweeted. That unhappy with the state this is of, NFL, Tom of NFL media, unhappy with the state of talks about his future, Jadaven Clowney recently fired his longtime agent, Bus Cook. Sources tell me and Mike Garofalo. Clowney was originally expected to report to the Texans this week, but has yet to sign his franchise tender. I find this fascinating, RJ, because Bus Cook... And I've been pointing this out to anyone who will listen. Bus Cook gets maximum value from almost every one of his clients. He he bent the Bears over a rail and got Jay Cutler a fully guaranteed deal at a time when Andy Dalton and Colin Kaepernick, uh, quarterbacks of of similar ilk, Ryan Tannehill perhaps, uh, pe- similar pedigree, were getting deals that were basically not three year deals with a bunch of options. And so I would assume that he was trying to get a max deal for Clowney, and maybe Clowney's a little worried that this wasn't going to work out, and so he's going in a different direction. I think this opens up a. Way Window for the gm Texans to get Clowney on a, actually a decently team-friendly deal.
1: Yeah, it seems to me like Clowney wants to go play. He wants wants to have been in there by this point, and it's not happening because I would assume, like you said, Cook gets maximum value for his players. He says, "Listen, like whatever they're offering, you're not you're worth more than that. Don't sign that." And he, he's probably just tired of it. Wants to get into the deal. So I don't now- know, maybe. Maybe he takes the one year deal and goes into the market, but he might not sign like a huge team friendly extension. I, I wouldn't take this news as, as, you know, an indication of that, but he definitely wants to get out there and play ball.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, Clowney can't sign anything because it's after July 15th in the first place, but right. by that we mean after his franchise year deal. But I mean, I would assume that if he is firing his agent who is his advisor when it comes to contractual matters, that Clowney will sign his tender in fairly, uh, you know, fairly recent fashion, so you should sign it fairly soon, uh, or expedient fashion, I guess, and uh, and get him to the Texans. That's a big, I mean, it's a big deal. Like, there's been a bunch of clowny trade talk and all that. They need David Clowney out there.
1: Right. And the division opened up, obviously, with this luck news that you've been hitting on basically nonstop for the last few days, as you should. It's a huge story. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of books now are making the Texans the, uh, the favorite to win the division at like plus 180 with the other teams coming in at plus 200, plus 220, those kind of things. So yeah, he, you need to get him in there because that's your chance to win the division again.
0: Did you take the Texans at four to one when you told people on this podcast to take it at four to one? I guess you didn't because you weren't in Vegas, but
1: I wasn't in Vegas. So no,
0: but you would have, right?
1: Yeah, I like them at value at four to one. Um, I like the Titans when they were seven to one. You know, I think it's even without luck. I think it's a wide open division. Anyone can win it. So the Colts are the they have the longest odds just because everybody's reacting to the news. But you know, they're right in there. I would give all of the teams you know between twenty and thirty percent chance of winning it. So just take the one with the longest odds.
0: We might get to that when we talk about the things that you bet on in Vegas. But uh, first, let's talk about the fact that Gronk Rob Gronkowski uh appeared. He's uh he's now he's uh he's repping CBD. How about that? First Phil Mickelson, then Rob Gronkowski, two of my favorite athletes, popping the CBD. Uh, Gronk could not use CBD because it's not legal, according to the NFL uh, CBA, which is kind of stupid. But he said, I want to be clear to my fans. I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down. I didn't like it. I was losing that joy in life. I really was, and I was fighting through it. I knew what I signed up for. I knew what I was fighting through, and I knew I just had to fix myself. I needed to walk away because I needed to do what was best for myself at that moment. I truly needed to be selfish for once in my life and walk away. Gronk did not rule out a comeback per se, RJ. What uh, percent chance do you give him of returning to the NFL?
1: Well, he said he has to have that passion if he's going to come back and that fire. And, you know, I don't know what else he needs to accomplish. You know, what if it, he takes a year or two and Brady's not there anymore? Is he really going to have the the impetus to come back for another quarterback he doesn't know? You know, I'm not sure that he will. I would put the percentage pretty low. If I was just truly saying the true percentage, you know, 5 to 6% chance, if I'm making the odds, i put it, like, 8 to 1 for yes, knowing that people were going to want to bet the yes and just, you know, take that money because that would be about 12.5. But, you know, true odds, I'd say somewhere around 5%. I don't envision seeing him in the league, especially if Brady retires after this year next.
0: Would you draft him in a best ball draft? No. Okay. I did in like the Scott Fish Bowl, which is a billion people in it, just as a, you know, just as a Hail Mary to see what would happen. Um, and his actual quote was, maybe down the road, I have to have that passion. I have to have that fire. I actually hope that Gronk stays out of the game, gets healthy. Um, and then there was a, Mike Garofalo of NFL Media pointed out that there was a hit from the Super Bowl that Gronk referenced in his press conference and apparently said that uh, he was in tears that night after they won the Super Bowl in terms of just being in p- pure pain and then didn't sleep basically for like four four weeks. I mean, that's hell. Who wants to go through that? So if you're Gronk, Push the CBD, man. Tell the, tell the NFL, get the NFL to legalize this. It's insane that they wouldn't legalize CBD. It doesn't have any pot in it. It's not THC and it helps relieve stress. It helps relieve anxiety. It helps relieve pain. It's out of control that the NFL is not allowing people to use, uh, CBD. Speaking of pain, Ron Rivera says there is quote, no doubt that Cam Newton plays in week one. Hallelujah. Um, how does Cam's status uh, how do you view cams uh, what does your opinion of the panthers uh do when you when you look at cam's uh, status? I know that when looking at your power ratings, which we'll talk about in a second um the panthers are are not one of the top teams, but um you like the carolina all right this year right?
1: I do like them overall when you the power ratings I sent you were for week one specifically so okay. really take take into into account that injury and how you got to view Carolina for week one as opposed to the full season? You know, we talked offline that really like Carolina's value in a lot of these f- futures odds. You know, the thirty to one to win the NFC, I saw um those kind of sixty to one to win the Super Bowl. I think those are good value if you know he's healthy. Now, when I was Vegas, you know, Vegas over the weekend, we still didn't know what was going on with Cam, so I had to kind of pull back from from throwing that bet down because I didn't want to throw that out there and all of a sudden Cam's missing half the season. Sure. You know, but it seems like he's going to be fine, so I do like them as a value play once we know he's back and you know, and he's. He's relatively healthy, and we know he's starting. I'm going to bump him up in my power ratings for sure.
0: Mm, I like it. Um, I obviously was uh, hoping that that Cam – I'm hoping that Cam will be healthy because uh, I have a heavy investment in the Carolina Panthers this year, both on the division bet, uh, the Super Bowl bet. You, you and I mentioned on the podcast you like the NFC bet. I think we've mentioned on the podcast and not like in Slack or anything. Um, and uh, I like the um, – I think that's about it. Maybe they're over win total seven and a half. I took that as well. Yeah. Speaking- to make
1: the playoffs, I think they were like plus 220. I think that's a really good value bet in the NFC. Yeah. So if you, if you want something relatively realistic, not taking a long shot on a 30 to one, I I'd take them plus 220 to make the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah. That's, that's great value. Two to one to make the playoffs is pretty rare, especially. And that's a team that has been in and out of the playoffs frequently, uh, in, in Ron Rivera's uh, tenure there with the Panthers. Mention the power ratings. Uh we talked about this a little bit with Kenny White yesterday. And he's pointing out that you know he he does it from like a hundred a uh, hundred is his baseline. And then, you know, if you have somebody's like 107 and a versus a hundred teams or a seven and a half point favorite, you have basically the same thing, but on a, a single digit scale. For instance, uh, Kansas City, a five, 5.5 along with Philadelphia on your power ratings. Can you sort of walk through the process? And I know there's an article on, uh, CBS Sports.com and maybe on Sportsline too, but walk through the process, RJ, of how you create that. Like what sort of factor, you don't have to give us the specific factors relative to you, but, um, Like, are you plugging in a bunch of stuff into Excel to generate a number? Are you sort of just eyeballing a bunch of stuff? Like, how how does that work to determine your power rating to, to, to make a predictive line?
1: Yeah, there's, there's no like objective formula that all the numbers go into and it spits out what this number is. You're really going to have to do it by feel. And, and I don't know that that putting all the numbers into some kind of thing is going to have any value because then guys get hurt, a, a quarterback retires in the middle of the third week of the preseason that you didn't foresee and everything just has to change anyway. So it's really just feel. You're basically just ranking the teams one through 32 and, and then assigning these point totals to it. So what you really should do is take the team you think is average, you know, the like, for me, it's like the Detroit Lions or San Francisco 49ers. Right Right in those eight-win teams, give them a zero. They're your average team. That means they're worth zero. Then you start putting the teams above that. You start giving them more points above average. Uh, Cleveland is one of my slightly above average. Seattle, those get one point. Then you start moving up. Atlanta, one and a half. Green Bay and Minnesota, two Pittsburgh, two and a half, and you just start building like that. That's going to help you build your lines down the road because when you have these numbers set, you then take the difference between them to find out what the line should be on a neutral field. At that point, you add in whatever the home field advantage is for that team, and that's another article I have up on CBSsports.com, the individual home field advantages I give to each, uh, you know, of the 32 teams. Once you add that in, into the play, then you get what you think the line should be. So you see what the line is, what the line should be and the ones that have the biggest difference, that's what you're really looking to bet as long as there aren't any extenuating circumstances like injuries you you're not accounting for yet because you just don't know if somebody's going to play.
0: Um so when like uh, let's say week 1 happens and the Redskins beat the uh Eagles, which is probably not going to happen, but you know You know, it is what it is. Um, Like, I guess as an example, both before and after week one, when you see that the Eagles are favored by eight and a half points over the Washington Redskins, and you have Philly as a five and a half, and you have Washington as a minus six, what sort of gap are you looking for to say, all right, this is a very good bet? Kenny said, I think, like three and a half points maybe was his, or three points roughly thereabout was sort of his threshold. Do you have a certain threshold where people build it out? And uh, as a follow-up, You know, if the Redskins beat the Eagles, do you, do you like pee your pants and blow up your rankings or like what do you do?
1: No, um. So the three, three and a half is is very extreme for me. I'm not going to be that far off from what the actual number is. So, so if I waited around for threes and three and a half, I'd bet three or four games a season really. <laughs> uh, this this is an exception because I think people are are overrating Washington. I think Washington is in the running for the worst team in the league and might actually be the worst team in the league. And I have the Eagles as tied for one of my my top teams. You know, just because I think they're a complete team. So I think this line should be thirteen and a half when you consider everything. It's eight and a half. So that's a five-point difference, I'm definitely looking to play the Eagles in that sense. Most of mine, if I, I go up and down this list, you're not going to get more than about one and a half, maybe two. Uh, once you get to one, you start thinking it's, it's kind of a lean. Once you get to one and a half, then it's maybe a play, and once you get to two and above, you're probably playing it. Now, this just... This, you don't just decide what to play based on the power ratings. It's not just a read the numbers and whatever this number says, do this. You know, it's really a factor of, okay, my lines say it's this, their lines say it, the Vegas says it's this. Where's this discontinuity coming from? Like, right. is it, or do I think that it's because Washington's being overrated by Vegas and e- the Eagles are being underrated? You know, in this case, that's what, that's what it seems to me. I think they're, they're, uh, leaning a little bit too much into how, how, uh, Solid that offense could be in Washington based on what they saw last year. I think it might be a train wreck based on Trent Williams sitting out and, and injuries that have happened and, and Case Keenum as a starter kind of learning a new offense and all these factors play in that I just don't think they're a good team. So I have them rated lower than Vegas probably does. And that's where that number comes in. Now, if there's other things where I say, I really can't tell why Vegas is doing this, you know, and I can't figure out why. Maybe there's something wrong with my ratings. Maybe I'm just a little bit off. So now I have to think of it in terms of am I biased against one of these teams for some reason? Am I playing too much into a good thing I saw in week two? And and where where is everything coming into play? So it's really just kind of examining things more and giving you more to talk about. If you look at this, like, for example, uh, the Cincy-Seattle line, it's nine and a half in Vegas right now. Right. My, uh, my power ratings say nine and a half. So that's basically where it should be. I, I don't really need to think much about that, that game. We're both in line with each other. So, um, I can probably just pass on that game and move on to something else.
0: Okay. So is there a, um, when you're creating this, is, is like six the cap? Five? What's the cap? Like, can it be ten? I mean, you know, can a team be ten if they're, you know, like the 2007 Patriots is its is a it ten or right. whatever?
1: You can go higher and higher. The thing is, these ratings aren't for the whole season. These are for week one. Right. And week one, you have to really couch your your opinions, in we don't know anything. You know, we kind of know stuff going into the season, but I'm going to be higher on certain teams that and be wrong about them and lower on certain teams and be wrong about them. So you don't want to get too much into the extreme. So I try to keep it between five and negative five, but then there's just certain teams, your injuries happen, players hold out, that you just start ticking them down a little bit more or ticking them up a little bit more if they start to look really good or if if – eventuality that you thought was going to happen doesn't happen like Tyreek Hill not getting suspended you know the KC was a little bit lower in my power ratings then I felt with that news I had to bump them up obviously because they're going to have Tyreek Hill for week one so they ended up being tied with the the Eagles for the number one team at this point when if you ask me just in general what do I think of them this season I probably would take the under on them I wouldn't be as high on them because I think they're a little overvalued but for week one I mean I, I don't see the argument for not putting them you know tied for number one at this point
0: well, let's say hypothetically, like you got the Dolphins at minus six and they trade for Jadevin Clowney, which is actually the rumor. It didn't, the trade didn't happen. That would be pretty cool if I would pulled that out as the trade was happening. But, uh, according to Aaron Wilson originally of the Houston Chronicle and then as confirmed by our pal Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald, um, the Dolphins are interested in trading for Judavveon Clowney, and uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media just tweeted as well, sort of putting a bow on this news segment, um, that uh, that Clowney uh, has met with Brian Flores in person. Part of the problem it appears to be is that they have to sell him on going to Miami because this is not a team that is, you know, frankly very good. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They're supposed to be the worst team in the league, or one of them. Uh, they're a negative six in your power ratings. What? Um, What do you think about that landing spot for Jadaven Clowney? Uh, if you were Jadaven Clowney, would you sign a long-term deal with Miami? And finally, what would that do to your power ratings? Just as an example, Houston minus one and a half and, uh, Arizona, I mean, Miami minus six.
1: Yeah, I don't know that we said we don't know we, he can sign a, a long-term deal.
0: Right. Yeah, but they would.
1: Yeah, but pre- if well, you want to stay in Miami a long time, I mean, there's worse places to spend a year and seeing whether that fits you. You know, well, you but, but the, out the, there. But uh the
0: premise, they, though, the premise, though, just for the for, for, yeah, you're right. I keep I keep messing that up. by assuming that everybody knows that you, they can, he can't sign a long-term deal. The premise would be that if Miami trades for him, there is a. Wink and nod agreement on a long-term deal because they're not going to give up something for a one-year of Jadavon Clowney when they stink this year,
1: right? And then you also have to factor in what are they going to trade. You know, if if he plays the whole season for them, you're gonna it's going to work out in compensation formula. You're probably going to get a fourth-round pick or or third round. You know, however the 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 comp formula works out for you. So if you're trading, you saw the Eagles did that with a golden tate trade you know they traded probably they overpaid for golden tate in the middle of the season but they knew that when you factor in the comp formula they were probably going to get something on the back end so it kind of factors into that so i don't know how you figure out his value to the team in that sense if you don't sign him long term i know miami would probably want to sign him long term um but in terms of power ratings i don't know that clowny's going to move the line that much it, there aren't that many players other than than quarterbacks that move the line significantly so you do get guys like the the, the tyree kills that you half a point maybe a point but um you know Clowney might be a half a point at best so i have him at negative six one of the worst in the league i'd put him at negative five and a half one of the worst in the league he's not going to make that much of a difference to the to the line as far as that goes
0: okay uh let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll look at rj's best bets for the season and for week one
1: Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: All right. So freshly back from Las Vegas where he entered the Super Contest. Um, and by the way, RJ has finished in the money, I believe, twice uh, on, on the Super Contest. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: That's pretty good. That means you were top 100?
1: Uh, no, top 50 both those years. They just expanded it to 100 last year.
0: Mm, okay, so good, good, good sneaky humper, not a humperback, just a factual statement by you. I set it up for you though. Um so RJ, top 50 in the super contest. It is the hardest NFL contest to uh, win money on. Pick five games a week. I, I'm not doing it this year, but that's fine. Um you will be putting all five of your picks on sportsline.com, right?
1: I will. um you know, I put my, my picks in sportsline as, you know, I write them up throughout the week as I'm seeing the values on teams, you know, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm usually putting them out. It's not the best time to bet if you're actually going to the window and bet because you want to bet the reason you build these power ratings is you want to be ready to go Sunday night when they release the lines. You want to get the best of the numbers. So when you can see that a line is wrong, you want to jump in, in before the pros do and move the line on them. Um, and then, or you bet, you know, right before the games on Sunday because you know you're getting the best of the number then. Um, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's, hard, it's a little bit harder to do, but, you know, I try to get them out there so people can read my reasoning for why I like games. And then after I get my picks into the Super Contest on Friday night, we put an article up on Sportsline with all five of them and the reasoning for all five picks. So you do get my five best bets every week on Sportsline Saturday morning, usually probably 11 a.m. or so, but but it'll be around that time.
0: And if you sign up for Sportsline at Sportsline.com slash join and use promo code TROPHY, you can get your first month for a dollar. You could also, you know, say, bleep it, I don't want to use TROPHY, and you could use Brinson, and if I beat Dave Richard, then I get a big old prize at the end of it. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Dave's out there uh, Dave's out there selling his wares on Twitter, so good for Dave. Um, let's talk about your best bets, though, because I... Like seeing what you bet on first. We'll talk about the win totals. I think you probably like the Panthers over, but bailed on it because of uh Cam Newton's uncertainty, which I don't blame you. I don't even know if it was on the board out there, given Cam's ankle injury. Uh, you did, however, take three teams. The first one we're in lockstep on. And we talked to Kenny white about this, the Browns under, um, I actually heard uh, uh, Dan Lifschatz and Joey Mur- uh, Joe, Joe Murray of Ninety Five The Sports Hub. They do a, a gambling podcast. Uh, it's a really good listen. They're called Over Under. That I, I recommend for people. But they pointed out that, like, they think everybody's on the Steelers. I'm not so sure. I think Kenny. I, I don't know. Am I, I? feel like I'm going a little insane on this because I've been sort of like like locked into the Steelers, like. Just sort of in the in the foxhole with the Steelers all off season, and now it seems to be maybe a little more popular. But I feel like everybody's still on the Browns, right?
1: Yeah, through through a lot of the off season, everyone was on the Browns, and we saw that reflected in the odds. Uh, probably late July, early August, there was a Steelers move. We saw the lines mm. come together, and at one point at Westgate, both teams had the same odds to win the division. And then I think a little more money came on the Browns because the Browns are public; they're just taking money. You know, week in and week out that it, the move line moved back. So then it turned back to like Browns plus 125, Steelers plus 160, something like that. Um, but I do think Steelers plus 180 was available early in the offseason too. So it, some people have moved to the Steelers and some movie, some money has moved them closer, but the Browns are still the favorite just because I think they're taking so much public money that, that they have to keep those odds as high as they are.
0: And you have taken the Browns under nine wins. Uh, we talked about this, but, but sort of break down what, uh, what led you to actually pull the trigger.
1: Yeah, it's a very hyped team. Uh, it's a team that hasn't really done much yet. You know, I know Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback from what we saw last year. We think he's going to be good. We we thought he was going to be good coming out in college. So this isn't that surprising. But there are a lot of question marks with this team. We don't know how he'll gel with Odell Beckham. Now, that being said, I'd rather have Odell Beckham than not on my team. You know, that's just such a talent. But we also don't know how Freddie Kitchens will be in a head coaching role. You know, he he designed a good offense for for Baker on the fly that we saw. Uh, but they still went six and seven with him a starter. So th- it's not like it was a a team that went you know five and zero Jimmy Garoppolo style to end the year, or went seven and two and 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 should be getting all this buzz. You know, it's still maybe a five hundred team even with the additions. Um, just because we don't know what we're going to see out of Freddie Kitchens, just, we don't know how good the defense is going to be. Um, and, you know, with their new new defensive coordinators and their new scheme there. So I don't know. It's just a lot of a lot of question marks, that are we going to really expect them to win 10 games when it's the Browns? I mean, they've won – one game through 30 one time through 34 games i believe for two plus year period i mean you just gotta know that it's gonna be really hard to break this kind of mentality there and um i I just when you're giving me flat minus 110 on that under nine i'm gonna take it because i just don't think they're gonna get to 10 wins
0: and they could win nine games and win the division and, and i mean like you know like they don't have to win 10 games to win the division or get in the playoffs and nine wins would be a freaking good season for the browns i'm i'm uh you know, I'm on, I'm on that one as well. Uh, you know, took this, I love this one too. Loved it. Uh, this is my favorite bet of the entire year last year. Uh, the Raiders under last season was eight, which is just a laugh riot. Uh, that was the biggest lock in the history of locks. Uh, felt pretty good about that one. Used to like the Raiders under six though this year, despite all the additions and a two win drop.
1: Yeah, we, you know, John Breach puts out a great column about travel miles, and and the Raiders travel schedule is just brutal. You know, they get a home game in London, they're on the road for I think six or seven weeks in a row without playing at home. Uh, when you include the bye week, it's just going to be really tough for them. And and between that, you have a young team trying to gel and get better. Um, you know, a coach we don't know, still don't know how good Gruden is back in the league, and the 2019 version of Gruden isn't isn't quite the same as the 03 04 version. So uh, I don't know what we're going to get there. We knew that the Raiders were going to get a little bit of buzz because they were the hard knocks team. The people watching them week in and week out want to be positive about this team. And I think there's some value taking the other side of that. Um, just with that travel and having to go West to East so often and back and forth and all this travel that they have to do. Uh, I would be surprised if they get to seven. I, I think it's pretty safe that at worst I'm pushing on my, my six win under bet.
0: I think that they will be Oh, and seven to start the year and um, maybe one and seven. Cause that it's the, the intro is just so, so uh, difficult. Do you think that they're, uh, do you think people are betting on the Raiders because of hard knocks?
1: I think that's some of it. I think in Vegas, that's going to be the, that's, they're building the stadium. That's obviously already a pretty local team, you know, when they were in Oakland. Mm. Um, But now that it's going to be in Vegas, you're going to get people betting on them, you know, to positively and wanting to root for them. So I do think the locals are going to play into that a little bit. Now, the, the Vegas books aren't moving lines based on just local money. You know, it has to be a significant amount of public money. But, you know, if there's reason to root for the Raiders, Uh, you know, you might see the, so much public money come in that it moves it a a tiny bit. I'm surprised the juice on this wasn't worse. I paid minus 120 to take the under. I think, you know, if this, if this wasn't the Las Vegas team, maybe we'd be seeing 140, 150, and in that case I might stay away. But, uh, but 120 I was willing to take it.
0: Two, two terrible NFL teams that, uh, You flipped your opinion, or you at least—I don't say you flipped your opinion on—but I I know that you like the Cardinals as a long shot to win the division, and it looks like you took their under of five. And then I noticed that the Washington Redskins did not make your list. Explain why?
1: Yeah, the juice on the Redskins just got to be so much that I didn't do it. I wanted six and a half under, you know, minus one ten, minus a dollar twenty. It got so high up to like minus one ninety that they moved it down to six minus one twenty. And even at that point, I was like, okay, I'm still laying that. And then when I got there, by the time I got there, it was minus 150. And I just don't like laying minus 150. Sure. I want to be trying to get a little bit better payout on my money. So I, I do think the Redskins under six is a lock. If you want to go out and take it and lay that minus 150. If you want to give me five and a half or plus money, I'll take that. You know, I would rather take that than the six. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason the Cardinals made the list and, and I flipped on them, they were 40 to one to win the division. I just think making anyone 40 to one is crazy unless it's the AFC East, <laughs> and, you know, the Patriots' just roll every single year. Um, you know, we've been talking some Rams regression we we don't think the Rams are as strong this year as they've been in the past I don't know that you can necessarily count on the Seahawks or 49ers to run away with the division either you know both those teams seem like they have weaknesses so at 40 to 1 I figure why not the Cardinals you know what if Kingsbury is good. What if Kyler, you know, shoots out of the gate strong? But in reality, I don't expect either of those things to happen. I think the offensive line's a mess. I think they have issues on defense. Uh, Peterson's out six games at cornerback. They lost their other cornerback to an injury. So I don't know who's going to play on that defense, how they're going to stop anyone. And, uh, I, it's not like Kingsbury is bringing in a revolutionary offense into the league. You know, we've seen air raid concepts. We've seen wide open offenses before. You know, people just got a taste of that with Patrick Mahomes. And I think some of that is is rubbing off on expectations for Kingsbury. I don't know that his offense is going to be impossible to stop, especially when you have an offensive line that's going to be pretty, pretty hard to stop anybody, you know, anybody on the defensive side of the ball. So I think five is probably the cap on their wins. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in running for the number one pick again.
0: I agree with you and then everybody gets fired. Uh, you also did some team bets in terms of division bets, um, and, uh, make or miss the playoffs. Another one that you changed on the Baltimore Ravens to make the playoffs. You would, uh, somebody asked me today, in fact, before I'd even like looked at this, I was doing a radio hit and they're like, Hey, what's one team that you sort of changed your mind on in the preseason? And I, I listen to the Ravens because I really do think I'm, I'm a little scared of that they might scare me more than the Browns do for the Steelers bet. What, uh, what got you back in on the Ravens? Yeah, it was. I was really
1: ready to go to Vegas and bet on the Steelers to to win the division. You know, I thought that was a good bet at plus 180. Then it dropped down to 150. Then there was about you know 140. I think when it was even with the Browns. Now it's up a little bit more. But as I'm looking at those odds, I'm seeing the Ravens at four to one, and I'm like, well, the Ravens won the division last year. They did it with Lamar Jackson. We don't think Lamar Jackson can keep up what he did last year, but they are playing a lot of bad rush defenses again this year. It's not like it's a super hard schedule. Um, I liked him as a passer coming out. I didn't think he's like Josh Allen level bad as a passer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take hey, it.
0: a running back. <laughs> that, was my so did, and, that was my best and, and, Sean I mean, impersonation for those who didn't realize it.
1: That was a great uh, impersonation. No. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that he's li- as limited as a passer as people believe, and I think obviously he has a much better rushing ability than than Allen. And then you look at the coaching staff in Baltimore; they know how to get the best out of players. They've they've been doing this for years. You know, Harbaugh is one of the, probably a top five coach to me. You know, I put him up as as game managing slash you know preparation and, and the way he kind of thinks outside the box on some of these things. He's one of my the best coaches in the league. So you put all that together. I don't like the receivers they have. I don't like the defensive losses they have. But then you think about. The the defensive losses—they've kind of created good defensive players before. You know, Brandon Williams wasn't a high pick. You know, a lot of these uh, guys that they're losing Zadarius Smith wasn't a high pick. So, you know, you lose players, you bring in other players that you've been coaching up for a few years, like Young and, and uh, ono Wasur and all these guys that that could have a bigger impact than you expect. Just because we don't know them doesn't mean they're not going to be good players. The Ravens know how to create these kind of guys. Um, so, I do think they can have—they can be positive. I was going to take them four to one, and I said, "Why mess around with it? It's going to be a competitive division." Um, we know that that the uh, the AFC South is probably going to be a mess. We're not expecting anybody to step up in the AFC East, um, you know, aside from the Patriots. And then you look at the AFC West. Do we only like two teams there? And even the Chargers, some of the schemes come off of them with the Derwin James injury, Hordin still being out, all the negatives you see there. So I think we're getting at least two teams from the NF- from the AFC North. We might even get three. So if you can get plus 170 on the Ravens just to make the playoffs, I think they're definitely going to be one of those teams. You know, I would shut the Browns out before I would shut the Ravens out. So if you're only bringing two teams, I think Ravens are one of them, and they're going to be right there for the division.
0: Well, one thing that people should think about too when you're making these season bets is that you you know you want to exa- like I think when you do when you do win totals, you want to think about best case and worst case. But then when you do you know when you do something like Ravens to make the playoffs, you need to treat it like a poker hand. Like uh like when the when the like how many outs do you have? And if you take the Ravens to make the playoffs, you have three outs where they win the division or they're one of the two wild cards. I mean, there could be three AFC North teams in there. They could be the third best team in the division and they could still make the playoffs. Whereas, like, if they go nine and seven and they finish third in that division and make the playoffs and, and you bet them four to one to win the division, you will be very upset at yourself.
1: Right, you know, if they're or if they lose a tiebreaker, like say that they they get beat two and zero by Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh they both finish eleven and five. like, Well, eleven and five is going to win that division most years, but I just happen to pick the year where they they had a bad call go against them in their home game against Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden now I'm out on my four to one bet. So I'd rather take. I was gonna make a lesser bet on four to one and more on the more on the playoffs. I said just throw the lesser bet out there, you know, sc- scoop a little more on that playoff bet, and you should be pretty good.
0: Uh, you also flipped on uh, the, the last three team bets: Colts to win the AFC South. Hello, four, four, four and a half to one eight. Um, by the way, R.J., I believe I have you on audio, and or at least with witnesses watching, where you said you would like to purchase uh, my Colts plus one uh, one eighty to or one thirty to win the division. So I will take that hundred thirty dollars now.
1: I believe that happened before a certain quarterback retired. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you want no refunds? You want refunds? What, are you a Colts Wait, fan?
1: If, if you give me four and a half to one on that bet, I'll take
0: it. <laughs> no, I will not do that. Um, no. I, I just, I, at least, I took it twice. So I got that going for me. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but you took the Colts at four and a half to one. The Lions at ten to one to win the NFC North, and the Eagles. Oh, look at that smile creeping across Debo's face. The Eagles at fifteen to one to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the Colts—they're uh, not as bad as people think, you know. With Brissette, that he went four and twelve as a quarterback two years ago, but you know he got traded for on September second, and he was st- playing in games by September twelfth. You know, he had ten days to learn the offense on on the run. He's still a young quarterback. Um, you know, that was a pretty untenable situation. He he got sacked a season, I think, a league high fifty-two times. You know, ten times less than Deshaun Watson last year, and it was still the season high. that tells you about how well Deshaun Watson's season went last year, but. So he didn't have time to throw. It was a very bad situation. No wonder they went 4-12. You know, over the last two years, they've done a lot to build that roster up. You know, they got... Uh, one of the best offensive rookies that we've seen in a while in Quentin Nelson last year. They got the best defensive rookie of the year last year in Darius Leonard. They've, they've added playmakers at receiver. They've done things at all levels of the defense. So I don't know that this is the same team two years ago. I think people would say if you look at some of these similar teams that are in that seven, seven and a half win mark, like the Broncos maybe at seven wins or, or any of the, the Lions at six and a half, if you don't like the Lions, those type of teams, The Colts, aside from quarterback, have a lot better roster, top to bottom, than those teams. So if all you're worried about is Jacoby Brissett, then is it that crazy that Frank Reich, a solid offensive player who or a solid offensive coach who, you know, had a a pretty big role in that Philly Super Bowl run, um, is he gonna, you know, be able to turn Brissett into a good quarterback? I think he can. I think a lot of, another thing that's working for them is that Brissett isn't taking over for a hurt Andrew Luck after not, not getting the reps during the offseason. He's been getting these quarterback one reps all offseason while Luck has been hurt. So this isn't a thing where he's a little bit rusty. He hasn't got as much playing time with the ones as, as Luck would have had because he's just been the guy all offseason as we waited for Luck to come back. So I don't think it's going to be as much of an adjustment period and I would put them right there. I do think they're still going to win the division. I, uh, you know, I can understand why they're not the favorite, but if I'm making the line, I probably still make them the favorite at plus Wow, odd. really? At plus, plus odds, you know, probably plus 150, plus 170. But I do like them, their roster better than everyone else's. So,
0: so why don't you want to buy my bet then? If you, if, you, if you could have the exact bet you would make it at. There'd be no value for you, but you would have the bet and you'd be able to say, I made this bet.
1: Because the money I wanted to put down on this team, I got it plus 450 a couple days ago in Vegas. That's why.
0: By the way, again, I, I think I've said this four straight podcasts. I'm just going to point it out. And, but uh, Jacoby Brissett was not on the Colts On this day two years ago, like before he started the 2017 season, he wasn't on the team until September 2nd. Like how are you supposed to come in on September 2nd, learn a crappy new offense behind a bad offensive line, and replace Andrew Luck on a team that it wasn't built the way it is? Come on, get real. Jacoby Brissett's about to have a big year. We're going to be throwing everybody's face, RJ. That's what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, I wanted to see if somebody would give me some Jacoby Brissett MVP odds. I wanted to see what what they would deal those at. I don't think he's on the board anywhere. but 125? Josh Allen was three hundred to one. I'm like, you got to give him better than three hundred to one. You're right. If you make him two hundred to one, you're you're a little Trubisky bet earlier. You know, do you hate him at two hundred to one? I don't hate him.
0: I don't, I don't hate anybody at two hundred to one if they play a quarterback.
1: What if the Colts go ten and six and win the division? You know, it, are we saying Jacoby Brissett MVP if the numbers are, you know, if he's competing completing sixty four, sixty five percent of his passes, forty two hundred yards, you know, two to one touchdown interception ratio? There's going to be some MVP chance if they win the division.
0: If they if they go ten and six and win the division, I. I mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers here 13 and three and win it, but it'd be like, it would be a literal value proposition. Like you'd be talking about a most valuable proposition, right? So how could you not do that? Speaking of MVP bets, you made two of them out in Vegas. And I want to point out to everybody that can listen and you should look RJ last year on this podcast said that if you could, you should bet on Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Bam. Nailed it. That's a I mean that's a ridiculous call. Nobody was on Mahomes to win MVP before the season and he cruised to it. Who uh who are you hand, who are you using to get free money this year, RJ? And by the way, did you actually you didn't bet it yourself this year? You?
1: No, I didn't bet Mahomes <laughs> because when I was out in Vegas, I couldn't find any MVP odds for whatever reason they were off the board wherever I went. No,
0: you know and, you I, know what it is? This is the first year that Vegas is allowing them. They really? ne- they've never allowed them before because it's ver- like just Pull back, pull back the curtain really quick. The MVP, as you, I mean, you know, I'm pulling back for the listeners, but the MVP is voted on by people like Pete Briscoe. He actually has a vote, and so I think the goal, the 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 concern was, is that somebody like Pete could come out and put, you know, when like somebody's three or five to one and influence the vote and use, you know, use your influence to to change the vote. But now they've opened it up because it was big offshore and they were doing it in, in New Jersey, and so uh, Vegas has allowed you to do it this year. So you just missed RJ.
1: Right well the, these odds had been uh, available you know like in baseball you can you can vote on MVP and, and, and it's still voters but they just cut it off at a certain point like mm. When I went there out, out there for baseball, none of the, the player award type bets were available. And you know, on August 18th, August 22nd, whatever, just because it's so close to the end of the season. But wait, did, why, wait, I, don't see, you... I don't see why you wouldn't just let people, you know, bet before the season starts on these MVP odds. Cause no, what are you going to do? Like you, you don't know how these players are going to perform anyway. So I don't see what the, the harm is. But if I could have got him 55 to 1 in Vegas, I would have and I'd have made a ton of money.
0: Would you, how much would you have, or how many units would you have put on it? Just like,
1: um, I probably would have put a hundred bucks on it.
0: Oh man, that sucks. Um, well, who, well, who, who, who should people put a hundred bucks on to win uh hundred of thousand or tens of thousands of dollars this year?
1: So, I'm just looking for value bets. I'm not looking necessarily this oh, year. I didn't see eights, any like-
0: Eights or fives of thousands of dollars, whatever it yeah, is.
1: I, I, did, I didn't see any Mahomes type value bets, but I, you know, I put two long shot guys that I think could work out just because MVP is a very narrative award. You know, you're gonna wanna give it, it's gonna be tough to give it to Mahomes if his numbers aren't as ridiculous as they were last year. People are gonna have a little Mahomes fatigue, you know, so he's gonna need to go, you know, top, how's he gonna top next, this year? Maybe if his stats are the best, the best out of all the quarterbacks in the league, um, you know, people might not say, well, this guy's kind of close, and actually his team won 10 games out of nowhere, so maybe let's give it to him. So I like Jimmy Garoppolo, 50 to 1. Um, mm. you know, some, some of the stats say that he's, when he's been on the field, he's been a good quarterback. He's just hardly on the field. You know, we had that bad game against Minnesota in the opener, but it's playing in Minnesota, and that's a tough spot for everyone. Every other game, he's, his stats have been pretty good. I do like the fact that he's leading a Kyle Shanahan offense. We've seen the upside of a Kyle Shanahan offense before. Um, you know, top 10 all time historically before you get to about three minutes left in the Super Bowl, then we see what happens. Um, so I think the upside is there for him to run away with it. And what we were saying earlier, the NFC West is wide open. What if the 49ers win 10 or 11 games? And they win the division. There's going to be an appetite there for Jimmy Garoppolo to be MVP. So that's one reason I have him. The other one is Sam Darnold at 80 to 1. I did like Baker Mayfield. His odds dropped a little bit because, you know, the, everybody's talking about Baker Mayfield. No one's really talking about Sam Darnold. His numbers weren't great last year. Again, bad system. Now he has a better coach there that could lead the offense higher upside. Le'Veon Bell's in there. 80-1, to one, you know, if he takes a step forward in a second year like Carson Wentz did, like all these other players did, there's going to be some appetite to give it to him if he can get the Jets to the playoffs. And they're not that far away. I think their win total 7.5. So if he is better than people think and they get 9, 10 wins, sneak into the playoffs, I think there's going to be some buzz there. And then if something crazy happens with New England... And they're not as dominant as they usually are. Uh now consider this isn't a prediction. I'm not saying New England's definitely gonna fall off, but if just so it happens and the Jets step up and win the division, then I think Darnold's one of the MVP favorites at that point. If if somebody dethrones Tom Brady and the Patriots, then you gotta factor in that guy could have it. So just looking at the narrative with those two players, I see that there is a possibility and I think it's value to take either one of them for a small bet, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh the other two guys that I obviously had uh on there, I took uh, I know I took Darnold. I might have taken Garoppolo. I think this Mahomes, thing has to be so scared. I'm not going to like, if, if you take somebody to an MVP, I'm not going to pass on them because I don't want to, I don't want to be mad at myself, uh, nine months from now. But I also obviously took, uh, Cousins and Dak Prescott. I think the move is when you take these MVP vets, what you want to do is have a guy on a team that can win somewhere between nine and 10 games, um, you know, sort of surge up or, or, you know, just have a breakout year and, and both those guys fit the bill. Finally, you also, uh, took, uh, one player to, to lead the league in passing yards, one player to lead the league in receiving yards, and then you were even kind enough, and I did PayPal you, I think, or Venmo you, uh, to, 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 to I paid you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I are in on the Dalvin Cook bandwagon, 20 to 1 to lead the league in rushing yards. I don't remember exactly what point of the weekend it was, but I think it was, was it before or after he ripped out that touchdown? It was before. Good. I bet it dropped. I guarantee you it dropped, right?
1: Well, I was scared because I hadn't put it in yet. So, oh, oh, I no.
0: saw that that run, and I was like, "So, oh, my friends, I'll be right back."
1: You know, I got to get this in for this number drops. So, well, I over to the book. Got it at twenty to one for me. Got it twenty one for you when you said you wanted it in too. So,
0: well, I mean, look, it's a it's leading the league in rushing yards. It's not an easy thing to do. Dalvin Cook has to play sixteen games for it to happen. More than likely, uh, I am obviously very bullish on the Vikings, as I've stated on this on this podcast. And I thought on that run, you saw what I've been screaming about to mostly, you're a homer, chance, and reply all offseason. Garrett Bradbury, before Dalvin Cook has got the ball, he's got the ball in his belly. Kirk Cousins hadn't let go yet. Garrett Bradbury's on the second level putting a, a linebacker in a body bag. This is just going to be a good rush offense, RJ.
1: It should be. The, the offensive line is better, and that's going to help. One thing is you know that Minnesota has one of the best defenses in the league year in and year out. That helps keeps games close. That means that they're not going to be passing a lot to catch up in the second half. So they should be able to run the ball. If they want to, and we know Mike Zimmer wants to, you know, that was a big point of contention last year. That's why they switched offensive coordinators to Stefanski. And so I think running the ball is going to be a big priority. I don't think that there's a capable backup there. You know, obviously they got rid of Latavius Murray. So who are you feeding it to if not Dalvin Cook? You know, do you trust Madison at this point? Do you trust one of these UDFAs that came out? Um, you know, I think Mike Boone might still be there. He's a solid player, but he's not Latavius Murray type number two. So if Cook is is like this surefire standout, head, head and shoulders above everyone else guy, he could be getting 300 carries on an offense that wants to run the ball with a good defense. I think the the opportunity is there, yeah, for him to – if he can stay healthy, that's the only thing with him. I think 20 to 1, you're basically banking half of that on him staying healthy. Yep. And then the other half is now you're in the mix. Let's see if you can beat out guys like Zeke and Saquon.
0: And, and look, a lot of it comes down to crap luck at the end of the season. I mean uh Todd Gurley – was it Todd Gurley last year or two – I mean like you know if a team is 8 and 8 going to the final week of the season or they're 8 and 7 excuse me and they need to win that last game to get the playoffs maybe they're running back plays the whole season but you know you just kind of have to get you know luck luck is part of betting too uh who did you take for the uh ooh offshore uh offshore site rj currently has cook at 14 to 1 as debo notes I, I don't want to name the play I don't want to get in trouble but like yeah, but also I can't access the Westgate app now. The new app won't let me get on there. I have to need an account or something. What what's the deal with
1: that? Yeah, that switchover happened last Tuesday, you know, right before my trip, and you know, I've been monitoring these lines every time so I know going there what I'm going to bet. And yeah, Tuesday they did a new app and now you have to log in. It's just like um with several several other apps, each technology at Will Hill, you have to log you have to log in. So you have to have an account. So while I was there I opened up a mobile betting account mm. and now I'm able to check lines even if I'm not able to bet in Florida you know cuz you have to be in state to bet okay. I can still check the lines myself
0: So if I have a if I had a super if I had a super contest account do you think I can log in with that probably not
1: no, it is it's separate. You know, I had my super contest of something else, and I, and I know you can link them up and then you know make your super contest picks on their app if you want to do that. But since I, I'm going to do mine through Maddie through my proxy anyway, yeah. then there was no reason for me to link that up since I'm not going to be in Nevada week in and week out. I'm going to be here.
0: <laughs> well, look at that! Somebody, uh, Devo has all the answers. She just gave me an account. Devo just signed me up for Westgate Mobile Betting. Unbelievable! This guy's. Is- champion um i like having you on the on the on the air with us now Tiva. it's fun even though you're not saying anything you can jump in and talk if you want i'm here i know people Maybe people <laughs> want to hear your voice um last two get out of here you got a uh, famous Jameis lead the league in passing yards at 12 to 1 i don't hate it and uh tyler lockett 75 to 1 receiving yards that's a big payday
1: Yeah, on Winston, it's just you know he he it's a good marriage with him and Bruce Harries. Bruce Harries wants to throw the ball deep. That's what Jameis does well. Um, you know if it's going to take him, you know, moving forward as a player for that to, to actually pay off. I don't think that Jameis Winston is the best quarterback in the league by any means, but I do like the fit. I like the weapons. I like the situation that we know that they don't have a great running game. They don't have really any established running backs, and and they have probably one of the worst running back groups in the league when you just look at it at a complete basis. And then they had one of the worst defenses in the league. So if you're throwing a lot to to try to keep up in games and you're behind a lot in the second half, and we do expect them to be behind a lot in the second half because they have a six-win total, so they're one of the worst in the league in terms of win totals, then I think that opportunity. He's going to be there. Even if he wins seven or eight games, he could still lead the league in passing. And then on Lockett, I mean, 75-1, to one, he's, gonna, he's the number one receiver in Seattle. I don't know who else they're going to throw the ball to. David Moore got hurt, and even if he didn't, I mean, David Moore isn't really an established player that you would expect a lot from. Who knows if DK Metcalf is going to be a star right out from the gate. So I think Lockett's going to get a ton of targets. We know the DVOA numbers. His efficiency was through the roof last year. He was probably one of the most efficient receivers I think they've ever measured. Um, so he's not going to. Translate that efficiency to the same, you know, type of efficiency if he's getting double the targets. But if he's getting the double target, double the targets, we have a better chance of winning our receiving yards bet. So, you know, give him 120 targets and 90 something catches, he might be right there. So, uh, so that's why I liked him at 75 to 1. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. But, uh, value bet, you know, I, it has a better chance than 75 to 1.
0: I'm with you. I like, uh, I like, I like this place. Javis is going to chunk the ball. Um, okay. Let's uh let's get out of here. Good podcast. Sportsline Day. Make sure and check it out on cbssports.com. And remember, go to sportsline.com slash join and use promo code Trophy and get yourself the first month for a dollar. This is the best month to do it. You can get DFS information from Mike McClure. He'll be on the show tomorrow. I'm also surprising Debo by letting him know that uh my pal uh Gup uh, Brandon Guptail from Gups Corner, I'm actually wearing a Gups Corner shirt right now, is gonna join the podcast tomorrow as well to talk DFS. Uh but don't worry, Debo, we'll have that I'll have that recorded for you early in the morning. And uh so we're excited about that and we'll uh we'll wrap up gambling week uh i don't know what we're doing on friday i don't know where we're where we're going but uh rj always a pleasure buddy and by the way rj will be doing every thursday are you ready for your video your cbs uh video debut for your cbs video show debut I'm ready. I don't think the world's ready, but I'm ready. <laughs> I don't, uh, you and Pete are going to be in the studio, right? Every, uh, every Thursday and we're going to do a video show on YouTube. You go to youtube.com slash CBS Sports and it'll take you there and we can watch, you can watch me, uh, me sitting with all my little dumb trinkets behind me wearing, uh, stupid gray t-shirts and talking to RJ and Pete in the uh, studio in Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be exciting.
1: And there's a non-zero chance we get into a wrestling match at some point. So oh. you'll, you'll want to tune in and see what
0: happens. 100%. Alright buddy, follow RJ White at RJ White1 on Twitter. Talk to your soon, pal. Later.